Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. So much to do in this episode of After 9. Hello, everyone, and thank you for downloading. Uh, Yesterday, just as a follow-up, I I sent out a tweet to talk about one of the themes that we were doing in the podcast, and all the tweet said was, it's going to be 2026 before we get Halloween on a Saturday night. We should just move it to the last Saturday. And it's remarkable the amount of people that replied, no, we don't do that. It's supposed to be on the 31st. And things like, leave it on the 31st as intended. Intended by who? I mean, it's not a government holiday. It's not a church holiday. Who the fuck intended it to be on the 31st? It's uh, uh, Headless Horseman's birthday, don't you know? <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Uh, listen, it, it just underscores a point that we make regularly in the podcast that people hate change of any kind. Yeah. They can't envision it. They hate the thought of change, even if it's good change. And I cannot find a single thing wrong with my idea. Not one. It's good for kids. It's good for families. It's good for business. It's good for a lot of reasons. Not one. But, oh, that's the way we've always done it. So we got to keep doing it that way. It's uh, pretty shocking. Uh, Are you going to register for the Organize Your Time and Your Mind uh, uh, online session here from the company? Oh, I saw that email come in. Um, You know, our workplace is great. They're constantly doing these these uh, sessions where you can uh, grow yourself ex- or internally and, and learn and, and, and helps with your emotional well-being. And they bring experts in to do this, by the way. This is something that, like, if you hire these people, if you hire this person that knows about whatever it might be, wellness, mindfulness, um, organization, you'd be paying out of your pocket. But the company, it's kind of like, a, hey, guys, this is for you. This seminar is available. You can check it out and join us live. And I think that that's nice, really nice. I think it's nice that they do it. I just have no interest in going to it. But then I start second guessing. Are they going to know I wasn't on that call? And then are they going to judge me because I didn't? I mean, I think one of the best ways that I could organize my time and my mind is by not logging into company sessions outside of work hours. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> mind I, I feel like I'd have a lot more free time if I didn't work in my off hours. I think that there's a lot of people that truly, especially when it comes to this, don't know how to do it. But some people like living in that stress. Like, hear me out here. It's a high convo, isn't it? But I think some people really do like the, and and work harder maybe under those stressful circumstances where they're, you know, their deadlines approaching quickly. They come up with the best ideas. The crunch time, even at Christmas, even something as fun as Christmas can be stressful for some people, but they'll manage to get all the shit done they need to get done just in time for Christmas. And they do it every single year. And those who are more organized and more plenty ahead type of people like myself. Plenty go, ahead <laughs> Yeah, plenty ahead types. <laughs> you know, I'm the plenty ahead type person where I'm going, oh, yeah, I did all that shit in November. I did all that shit back in November. I'm good to go. But. For me, that works for me. For others, it doesn't. But there are some people who really do work, want to work on themselves. And it's maybe you just need a few tips, right? I guess. Um, I don't know. I mean, for me, I don't 
really need the help. I, I'm just wondering how I can get out of it without looking like an asshole. And what if I log in and find out that it's boring? Will they be able to tell that I left? Because yeah. I think that's worse than not logging in in the first place. I think they can. I think they can. I've actually done it before ah, where... It, shit. It, well, I've done it before where there's we have what's called a town hall, right? So it's an all in everybody's in meeting you can come they're not always mandatory but they're especially when it does involve you and what you do in the company you want to check it out you know or maybe you got to watch it after if you're busy well there was one circumstance where i was available for the first like 15 minutes and then i was not and i wondered the same thing as i logged off i'm like okay this is i want to hear more and the intros the intros to big meetings can we discuss this for a second yeah for sure why do they have to be so long sometimes like sometimes you got to get to the meat and potatoes. Just get to the main course because if I don't have time for it, then I miss out on on the good stuff because I'm like, ah, I can't be there. And that was the case because I thought, oh, now I'm going to have to go back and rewatch it anyway and they're going to see that I logged off. But I'm actually interested. I'm just interested in the part that I can't watch yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, uh, let's first get world to problems a- and shit, you know? Guys? Oh, it's a total first world problem. Wow, people want to help me and I don't want to be helped. Uh, speaking of first world problems, we're going to talk about Elon Musk coming up in this episode because I love the fuck you that he sent to the World Health Organization or the UN or whoever it was that said it. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about the generational gap as well. Goop is out with their holiday guide and it's full of shit that will make you come. And a man with a giant dick. Got stopped at airport security because they thought he was packing something other than a large penis. The biggest dick, by the way, on record. Is 13 and a half inches really the biggest dick on record? I thought he, does he not hold the current record? Like, I mean, I don't think anyone, I'm not sure that everybody with like a 14 inch dick, for example, I don't know how many of them there are, but let's say there's like three people in the world right now with a 14 incher. There's no, are, maybe you're not willing to step up and be like, <laughs> I see you're 13 and a half or whatever the fuck it is, and I raise you a half an inch. Look at my schlong. And then you like put it out on a table. I'm pretty sure there are bigger, but I'm just saying when it comes to on record, this guy's the one that's like, look at my weenie. It's huge. And I do feel for him in a way, in different circumstances, different circumstances, but there are people with very large breasts, for example, yes. that say it's not as cool as it seems. It's not fun. You know, it's uncomfortable. It gives you issues. And I'm sure that this guy has his fair share of issues, too. And being stopped by airport security is one of those things that he has to go through because he was born with a big dick. You know what? Let's just do this right here. Yeah. Uh, this is the man. He is, I don't even remember his name. Hang on, I can find it for you. John Falcon, I believe it is. Jonah Falcon. He's an actor, and he does have a giant pecker. He was doing a podcast over in Sweden, and he told a story about when he was stopped by airport security in San Francisco. Listen to this. They thought I had something in my pants. Maybe they thought it was a um, dynamiter. I don't know. They took me out of the line and they they had me powder my fingers. I think that detects if I have any bomb stuff and all that. They never actually patted me down or grabbed it or anything like that. It was just me calmly explaining. It was like 10 minutes out of my life, but it was still funny. I was never worried about anything. What was the worst that was going to happen? They were going to have to make me pull it out. I'm sure he shows it to anybody who wants to see it. I mean, I can see the uh, picture of him online, and holy shit, cat! What, you see the dick? Sorry, did you say you could see the dick? Yeah, uh, you know what? I'm making it the what? feature image on the podcast. Okay. You can see it, and it does. It goes like halfway down to his knee. Like, god damn it. I would think that if I had a pecker like that, 
and people wanted to see it, I'd show anybody who wanted to see it. It's more than a foot long. Yeah. Yeah, it's more than a sub at Subway. And to be honest with you, it looks almost as wide. I mean, this guy's got the length and girth going. Wow. What what happened there, though? I mean, the average person is half that size. How did this guy end up double? He's not an overly tall gentleman, so I don't know how he ended up with an almost 14-inch crane. (laughs) How does that happen? Did his mom, like, drink, uh, I don't know, Guinness beer when she was pregnant, and and that's what leads yes, to a big dick. Like somebody figure out how the fuck that happened and start doing it for more people. If there's any doctors listening? They're fucking like dying right now. No, I mean it just genetically things happen, and I don't. I couldn't. We couldn't pinpoint it. I'm not sure. Maybe he'd be up to, you know, for scientists to have a good look at him. Maybe you got to wait till after he's dead. Maybe you do it while he's alive. I don't fucking know. But there's got to be some reasoning for the way people are. I mean, we've heard about. People who are very tall, there's a certain disorder name, and there's actually a couple of different disorder names for those who just grow and grow and grow until they get something fixed, and it's all in their brain. So maybe it leads to the brain as well. It's possible. I mean, for this guy, it's pretty big, and I'm wondering if he has any trouble meeting women. And hear me out on this. Yeah. Let's say, for example... He goes out with a girl, and he hasn't warned her in advance. Hey, just so you know, I have an unnaturally big dick. Little fun time happens. Pants come off. You see a 13 and a half inch hog right there. Is that going to scare the shit out of you, or is it going to turn you on? Because I feel like it could go either way, depending on the woman who's looking at it. Yeah, and this is why I actually feel bad for him. And maybe maybe it's the difference between guys and girls. I just feel like there's going to be issues there. And I'll never forget, there's an episode of Sex in the City, and everything can lead back to Sex in the City, by the way. You go ahead and you can align that anyway. But there was one episode of Sex in the City. Samantha's the character that was always sex-crazed, right? She was down for anything, anytime, with whoever, no strings attached, all that shit. And she started dating a man who was very, very, very well endowed. And he kept warning her, like, you're not ready for it. And she's like, I've been preparing for this shit my whole life. Are you kidding me? I'm ready for it. Let's go. And they couldn't do it. And she couldn't actually do it. So they ended up ending the relationship altogether. Because really? She, yeah, because she couldn't physically do it. Now, again, that's an episode of a show. But I'd imagine there's a little bit of truth to that where it's he probably has, you know, maybe there's pros because he's made money this way. He's known as this person. Does he do, he do, he does, does he do sex movies? Sex movies. Does he do porn? I don't know. Like, I mean, you said movies and you said actors. So I'm just like, I don't know. That's where my mind automatically went because he's got a big dick. But anyway, maybe it's not that. I don't know. Um, John Hamm does regular good old-fashioned acting, so you never know. Uh, but when it comes to that, I think that they're, they're and I say that because he's got a big dick, by the way. You can look it up. But um, I say, <laughs> I, do, I do think that there's probably cons that come along with it. There really are. Okay, so gentlemen... Thank you for listening to After 9. Let me ask you a question. You meet a girl, and she's great. You guys start talking about your past, and she says, well, my ex had a 13-and-a-half-inch cock. Does that make you nervous? You ending that relationship right there? Because you're not 13-and-a-half inches. What's it going to take to satisfy this woman after she's used to that? Would you walk away from that relationship? I'm kind of curious to hear what guys think. Would you do it or would you be like, uh, <laughs> this is a little outside of my wheelhouse. I got to go. Yeah. Actually, I don't even know if girls would do it. At, girls would do a 13 and a half inch. That's a big crane. Girls or guys for that matter. Guys, I mean, absolutely. it's a lot. Guys too. I don't know what he's into, but uh, it's an interesting problem anyway. And apparently it's causing issues at airport security. 
Man, the person who was working the scanner that day, we all know those newer scanners that you walk through, you hold your hands up like you're being robbed, those ones, they can see you underneath your clothes. What must that have looked like on an x-ray? Probably like the goddamn Loch Ness Monster. (laughs) Probably was. Okay, uh... I do want to talk about this dipshit Toronto teacher coming up in a few minutes, and and we are going to talk about Elon Musk as well. But first off, uh, Premier Doug Ford, wow, look at that. He's coming back to my MPP's riding again today. Something there, Kat. Today, the Premier is going to announce minimum wage in Ontario is going up to $15 an hour. Mm. I think, generally speaking, this is an opportunity to press reset. This is a good opportunity today for Doug, because not only is he going to increase the minimum wage to $15 an hour, that writes arguably a wrong from a few years ago. You'll recall that when the conservatives were elected in 2018, the very first thing they did was cancel the increase to $15 an hour. It was supposed to go up on January 1st, 2019. But the conservatives canceled it. They said businesses can't afford it. Okay, all right, maybe they can't. Uh, Maybe consumers can't afford it because when the costs of the business go up, they pass on those expenses to the consumer, us. Well, I don't know what's changed, but apparently now is the right time. And I'll be honest with you, I think it's time. Minimum wage, $14.35 an hour, $12.55 an hour if you're a server, is not a livable wage. You can't live. Actually, I don't even think you can live on $15 an hour. But is it meant to be a living wage or is it meant to be a minimum wage? Well, I mean, we live in a, a place that's very expensive to live in. I mean, from groceries to gas, everything has gone way up, especially in the last few months. $15 an hour, full time, should cover your rent, but even rent has gone up. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you can really even live off of $15 an hour. It certainly makes it a lot closer, uh, particularly if you have a partner or or you're sharing expenses with somebody. You could probably find a way working full-time, minimum wage, $15 an hour. But even at that, it's not a lock. It's not a surefire thing. It will be expensive for businesses, no doubt. And in some cases, they will pass on those expenses to us. But I think it's time. I think it's time that we made it a little more equitable. And and if that extra 55 cents or whatever it is an hour makes a difference, then good. And I'm glad that they're including servers in this because I get that servers make uh, make tips. And, and that was always the argument for them having a lower minimum wage because they make tips. Well, let's be honest. There's a lot of industries that make tips that aren't on the lower minimum wage. A tip is for when you go above and beyond. In some cases, and I think that that's just going to help them out. Maybe it'll make serving a lot more attractive. And we know there's a shortage of workers there. I'm good with it. Yeah. I'm just not sure about the student one. We don't know yet if the student minimum wage is going to go up. Okay. I have a a feeling they should probably leave it. And not that I don't want students to make the most money possible. I just worry about student opportunity. And if you're the HR person and you've got a... 25-year-old university graduate there who wants the job, or you've got a 16-year-old high school student that plays sports during the week and has exams to study for and stuff and no experience at all, who are you going to hire? 
if they both cost the exact same amount of money. There's a lot of businesses who try and hire students, and that's good. There's some businesses who would hire the student because they can hire lots of them, and they cost a little bit less than a regular employee. But when they're the same price, I have a feeling that 25-year-old post-secondary grad is going to get the nod in a lot of cases over the student, and I think that's going to limit their opportunity. I feel right. bad for them in that case. Yeah, that's something to think about, too. And even with this, I wondered the same about with, with any server wage that may increase. Um, I believe, as it is currently, if you're serving but there's no alcohol involved, you'll get, you get 15. Is that correct? But if there is... But if there is alcohol involved, you don't. I'm not sure. I, I don't. I didn't read the details. Either way, though, my concern also lies in those small businesses that do employ at restaurant staff because I also wonder there. They're already having a hard enough time getting staff in to work at these places right now, and maybe this is a temporary issue that you know. Come March, April, it's like, oh, remember that time they were short-staffed? Ha ha ha! But there are restaurants that are struggling right now to hire people. Will this actually? make things a little bit worse because they're spending more money or or what? I have no idea. I, I don't know. But I'm glad that it's being done. There We hear from people all the time that are that are barely making ends meet. And you're right about all those things. I've noticed um, for us, groceries are so much more expensive than they were. Like by, by $20, $30, the exact same thing that I used to get. It, it's more money and more money and more money. And for those people who are just struggling to make ends meet, that's everything. So if an extra you know, whatever it might be, $20 on a, on a check, or I don't know what it would equal to, will make that difference. Thank God. Good. Mm -hmm. Those people, the people who need it will get it. And that's good. And yes, it is political. Yes, it is. We all know, we understand the timing of this. We get it, but it's still needed. It doesn't change the fact that it's needed. Yes. The liberals were all for it. Now all of a sudden the conservatives are for it. Now that the election's coming close, I get all those arguments. You can go ahead and you cast your ballot however the fuck you want to cast your ballot next year. I'm down for that. But it's needed. Like period, the end, at the end of the day, it, I'm glad that it's happening. Yeah, I am too. I, I don't know how Doug is going to spin this because it does look bad. The very first thing he did when he was elected was cancel the increase to minimum wage. And now six months before an election, He's putting it back in. It looks fishy. And, and maybe his motivations are political. Maybe he's had a, uh, he got a new heart or he turned over a new leaf. Who knows? In any case, there's going to be business owners that are going to remind the premier of his original argument for scrapping it. We can't afford it. And I don't know that things got more affordable during COVID, but it's something that they're going to have to deal with and factor in whether they raise their prices or just eat that loss themselves. I have a feeling prices are going to be going up, but we'll wait for the premiere and God, I hope he goes off script so we can play that tomorrow for you. A Toronto teacher has been placed on home assignment because on Friday during the school's Halloween party at Parkdale Collegiate, that staff member, that teacher went to school in blackface. Oh my gosh. 2021 and someone's still making a mistake like this? Like, was this on purpose? Julie Ardell is the school's principal. She says a white staff member wore blackface at school on Friday as many dressed up for Halloween. Ardell says the school has work to do to combat anti-black racism. The principal says the teacher has been placed on home assignment while the investigation occurs. So let me ask you. This is an educator. This is a person in a position of trust and responsibility. Is there any excuse at all for wearing blackface in 2021? Or 
if they put up an excuse like, you know what, I was trying to make a point or I was trying to turn this into a teachable moment. Is there any excuse that they could throw out there where you might say, "Okay, in this case, it's fine. Or are we still steadfast in you don't? dress in blackface no and in this case the teacher was trying to go as a zombie there are a lot of other colors you can use as a zombie you know you could have gone pure green right or just add a little bit of gray to your cheeks there's a lot of other things that you could have done this is too calculated to me i feel like I would love to look into the history of this particular teacher. Had they lived under a rock? They're a teacher, so I certainly hope not. I certainly hope they understand what's been happening in the world and what is happening in the world constantly. You know, so is it someone that maybe was problematic to begin with? Or is this someone who seriously had a lapse in judgment? And even then, I still think that that needs to be punished, Scott. Should they lose their job over that? Mm. I mean, if you can find a, if you can find a, a, a way to... Or believe that it was done on purpose. I don't understand who would do this by accident. Let me just put it that way. There's no fucking way today, knowing what you know, and like I said, you're a teacher. There's no excuse for you to not understand what's going on in the world. You're not stupid. You're a teacher. So I don't see a case where this person seriously had no idea what was going on or what they had done. So, I, I, I mean, you're teaching, you're teaching young minds. So, m- maybe, I mean, the school board's not going to like you sticking around. I can tell you that much for sure. They'll find a way out for you. How old is this teacher, did, did they say? He looks young in the picture, but it okay. doesn't say how old they okay. are. Okay, I didn't see, I didn't see the photo. I'm curious to see it. What if, what if we find out, not only is this teacher, and I'm not saying he is, but I, I'm just trying to figure out where we draw our line, because I am reminded of the fact that at least twice our own prime minister has done this, and he's been reelected twice and elected originally the first time. So I don't know how upset the mass public is here, but I will ask a question. Let's say we find out this teacher is head of the school's diversity program and they were there. They he loves basketball, and he just wanted to be his favorite basketball player, LeBron James. Would that be an acceptable excuse? No, no, You're no. Right. And that's it's been never made, okay. That's no been, blackface. Hang on, that's been made perfectly clear. Examples almost exactly like that have been made perfectly clear. Shit that happened in the past. You want to mention Trudeau? Uh, fine. This is straight up a black. And looking at the photo now, this is there's no even if he had been dressed up as well, especially if he was dressed up as LeBron James, because he know, we know that's a black man. But in this case, pretending to be a zombie. First of all, where's your other attire? This is just too. this is too purposely done. And now that I've seen the photo, I can tell you that I don't think this guy deserves to have a job. I really don't. Yeah, maybe not in a classroom facing position anyway. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what this principal is going to do, but what a headache for everyone involved because of a dumb, dumb decision. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk about the Goop Guide. Every year, Gwyneth Paltrow's company puts out their list of what they would like you to purchase over the holidays. 
And some of it is ridiculous. Most of it is ridiculous. I'll correct myself. But there are a few things in here that may be intriguing. The catch is, if it's intriguing, it's probably going to cost you a fortune. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm wondering how much of this shit do they actually sell at some of these price points? You've got the list handy. Yeah, I do. It's actually a massive list. There are hundreds of products. And what they do is, for Goop, they narrow it down in categories. So the ridiculous but awesome gift guide, sometimes it's shit that's like out of left field you've never even heard of before. The under $100 gift guide, so that's pretty much anything that's under $100. There's the forward... There was the forward to your so gift guide, the kids gift guide, hosting gift guide, men's gift guide, traveler's gift guide, and so on and so forth. You get it. And then there's the lover's gift guide. And that's usually the first one I click on because when it comes to Gwyneth Paltrow, and by the way, her her goop guide uh, special that's on Netflix right now, her series, is apparently very interesting. Um, So if you are interested in it, check it out. Apparently, like they went to California to see some sexologist i believe that's the name of it because it's illegal in every other state but california to see this doctor because they help you find your your orgasm but anyway yeah and it was part of the the episode that was just released so anyway i haven't seen it yet i just heard about it so i'm looking on this lover's gift guide here and uh, price price aside i mean there's three there's a knickers set (laughs) knickers uh, 116 bucks for three like, I could do some damage at, at Victoria's Secret for $116. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But here, three, that's it. 40 bucks for a pair of underwear seems ridiculous. Yeah, there's a single pairs for $62. Holy fuck. Yeah. Um, Are they magic? Do they make you come? <laughs> slippers for $88. Um, a candle for 6 She's selling the orgasm candle on here, which, by the way, is $97 for This Smells Like My Orgasm. So dumb. Okay, so let's get into the interesting shit here because I'm really, I have no idea how this fucking works. Like, I'll be honest with you. It's called The Poet. (laughs) The Poet? The Poet. The Poet. Uh, It's called The Poet. It is a new product um, from the company's name is, are you ready? Sure. Smile Makers. Yeah, you are. Uh, It's called The Poet. It is a suction vibrator with swappable heads for a better it, swappable heads yeah so Wait, you can you can ad- take what like one end off and put a different one on yeah it's like really? an electric toothbrush but it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> but it's actually shaped kind of like um kind of like a piece of it looks like it's about the size of a piece of fruit and then you can adjust the size on the top and like i said it is a suction vibrator so different than a regular vibrator it's for suction only hmm uh-huh thoughts interesting 166 dollars holy shit yeah yeah what about that as a concept is that intriguing to you that sounds too that sounds really intense i don't i don't don't know i i I don't know i uh, let me tell you this one that's that that's Uh, uh, i don't know no i just i don't uh it seems intense like when you take a look at this thing it's like a fucking onion with (laughs) like it looks like a bit much for me looks like a fucking grenade is what it looks like so uh, there's the the double vibe and double vibe. The double vibe. And it's shaped like a U, but oh. it's but it's metallic in the middle. It looks heavy. Like, I'll be honest with you. It looks like you're going to get carpal tunnel if you fucking use this thing too much. <laughs> Guys, I, I, I don't know how else to say it. It's, so the description says, there's a powerful motor in each of those bunny ears. And it looks like it'll probably rip your vag off. So have fun with that. I don't know. Mm. Again, it's a little too intense. Uh, but 
there might be someone who's worked their way up to this. So if that's the case, you've got the double vibe there for you. Uh, and that is, if I don't know if I said it, that's also $160-ish. Uh, yeah, I don't know, like a robe for $400? Go fuck yourself. I'm not buying a robe for $400. <laughs> oh, is the... <laughs> There's a Is bunny. there anything on there that's affordable that gets your attention that you could say to your husband? You know what? The Goop uh, Couples no. Guide. I want this on no. page sixty nine. No, because I'm not not being. I'm not okay with anyone spending. Let's see, three hundred dollars for a bra. I'm just not. I, I perfectly find comfortable ones for a hundred, and I'll stick with that. Thank you very much. And that's like the most I'll spend. This is a bunny plug. I'm really curious about this one. I couldn't tell you much more about it other than it's called the bunny plug. And it's I'm it's a it's it's a, the the line the tagline for this one is chase tail, which I like mm-hmm. very much. It's funny, mm-hmm. but it's like a, got a puffy ball at the top of it, and then the plug is like I don't know about stainless steel or something underneath it. Uh, that one looks interesting. It's one hundred and thirty six dollars. So there you go. Have at the love list. A mug for twenty six dollars. Fuck off. Well, actually, that's <laughs> a, that's actually the lower priced one. That's not bad. I'm just saying at Indigo they got some really cute ones right now for ten bucks. Um, yeah. So then the list gets really ridiculous though. Like if you want to look to the ridiculous, but awesome guides, like there's a coat here for $2,500. I can move over to the men's stuff. Yours isn't as exciting though. I'll be honest with you. It like, never is. She Nobody ever invents the, anything no. creative and fun for guys. No, she's ta- like, she, I mean, that's kind of part of what she does though. And, and at Goop especially, they, they tailor mostly to the women. So this would be more for women to buy for their men. Like you guys got charcoal body wash uh, a cross body bag, a uh, cold brew machine, and an old brew g- grinder, whiskey oh, glasses, off. which for the record look really fucking cool. They look like mountains underneath. They're called whiskey peaks. Actually, my husband would like that. Uh, that is something I'd probably buy for him. But it's like mountains at the bottom. They come up at crystal. Really nice. Looks oh. really nice, actually. Oh, there's a mug for $47. Fuck. Like, what the f- Are you having fun looking through this guide? Because I feel like low-key you are. Sorry, I am. I, I am because I'm curious about this kind of shit. Like, and who's buying it? Oh, a puck de- decanter. That's fucking cool, actually. This men's guide's way better than the girls' guide. It's got, like, a hockey puck shape on the top, the decanter, and a hockey puck at the bottom of it. That's fucking cool looking. It's $181. Anyway, sorry, I'll stop, guys. You can find it at goop.com. Okay. All right. Good. Let's move over to Elon Musk now. Elon Musk, founder of Tesla, SpaceX, and a wealthy, wealthy individual. And one of the things that happens when you become wealthy, even if you did it on your own, very much like Elon did, a visionary who works hard and had some great ideas, and he actually put them into practice. Even if you are a self-made billionaire, People will still come after you. They'll take shots at you and they'll say things like, oh, they don't do enough for the poor. They should take care of the poor. And, you know, sometimes those millionaire and billionaires will step up and say, all right, I'll donate more of my hard earned money to charity. Maybe they will, even though they don't have to. And sometimes they'll say, you know what? Fuck off. I worked hard for my money. Elon didn't say either of those things. Elon basically said, oh, yeah, since you're calling me out, show me your plan and I'll do it. Mm -hmm. Why don't you give the backstory here? Yeah, sure. Okay, so this was this is to do with the United Nations World Food Program. And the leader of that, the director of of that program, his name is David Beasley. So he was basically harping on 
To be fair, all the billionaires were mentioned. However, he went out of his way to talk about Elon because specifically Elon made like $6 billion in a day or something. He goes into detail here if you want to uh, check this out. And, and this is where it came from. The billionaires need to step up now on a one-time basis, $6 billion, to help 42 million people that are literally going to die if we don't reach them. It's not complicated. I've got 43 nations with 42 million people in IPC level four, knocking on families door. Just help me with them one time. That's a $6 billion price tag. Just last week, Elon Musk had a $6 billion net worth increase one day, one day. Top 400 billionaires in the United States. The net worth increase was $1.8 trillion in the past year. All I'm asking for is 0.36% of your net worth increase to help the world in trouble in times like this? What if it was your daughter starving to death? What if it was your family starving to death? Wake up, smell the coffee, and help. I I know we're all not ignorant to the fact that money can help a lot of places in the world. Sure. Absolutely. Yep. And it's done well for a lot of places in the world. There are people who are actually putting their money where their mouth is and helping in countries and getting fresh, clean water and doing all the things that we need to make sure that we have a good foundation for people to not go hungry, because that's a horrible thing that we have happening in this world. Terrible. But Elon, with the $6 billion, is basically what he's doing is calling bullshit that $6 billion can even come close to fixing this problem. But what he does want to know is, what will that $6 billion do? And he says, if you come up with a plan and show me where this money is going and how that actually helps solve the bigger picture problem here, I'll share. I'll, I'll sell my shares. $6 billion of them anyway. And give them right to you. So now the ball's basically in the UN World Food Program's court to come up with their plan. Because don't talk shit if you can't back it up, right? This is why you don't talk shit. You're absolutely right, Kat. And they might come out, and Scott, they might, by the way. They might come out with some kind of a report to try to claim that it could help a little bit. But then don't talk the big game of you could solve, saying things like you could solve the problems. Because we know that's not the case. He, he, as a single person, and if anybody could, by the way, if anybody would, I should say, out of all the billionaires out there, I feel like Elon Musk would be the type to just be like, okay, today I'm going to sell this many in shares and I'm just going to give it to this person. I feel like he is that personality type to just do whatever the fuck he wants. So if you're able to give him that information to make him feel like my money's actually going to be put to good use and that the same shit that's been occurring year after year after year after year for generations doesn't come back again in those places... And he might do it. So he might. That's great. I hope that they come back at him with something. Uh, you know what? They are talking out of their ass. They're looking for that attention, and they just filled that with hyperbole. It was ridiculous. Oh, Elon Musk, all these billionaires could solve world hunger. Give us this, and we'll fix it. All right. Show me the numbers, then, you fuck. Show me the numbers. Show me how $6 billion is actually going to solve the problem. And if you can, I'll do it. That, to me, is throwing it down. And Elon deserves high praise for that, whether he donates the money or not. And I believe he will if they can give him a credible plan. The problem is they can't give him a credible plan because it's not realistic. You can't solve the problem with $6 billion. We're probably talking closer to trillions to solve world hunger, to fix the problem. Okay, all right. Well, then you were talking out of your ass. You were just talking shit about somebody who worked hard to make their money. I have so much respect for those who have earned money and like to distribute it amongst those who don't have as much. I think that's great. But I also don't think they should feel obligated to do it. 
The fact that Elon is going to throw it back at these talking head, way, way, way overpaid bureaucrats and say something like, prove it. If you can prove it, I'll do it. I think that's amazing. Good on him. I also have a feeling that if that's what it takes, he would be the one to donate $6 billion, even if they can't show it. If they can show that $6 billion would, I don't know, dig uh, 6 million wells in, in poor African nations, he'd probably do it. If, if he could uh, get a little more food security for those in South America, I have a feeling he'd do it. He is one of those good guys. But don't just talk shit about him and, and make him out to be evil because he's successful. That's not right. We want people to be successful. And let's keep in mind when it comes to Elon, this is the man who perfected the electric car and is still improving the technology. He himself is going to help lead the green revolution. He's the one who put regular non-NASA folks in space mm-hmm. and, and organized these highly efficient and much more green launches to the space station and stuff like that. And not to mention, by the way, he does give to charity constantly. He's Tons. been like noticed as being one of those people that gives unbelievable amounts. I think in, in one like couple of months alone, he just went on a spree and he handed out $150 million to several different agencies. That he wanted, like, he's not the type of person. That's why I love this race, because don't call out somebody. Do you even know everything about them? You know what I mean? Just because for your particular cause and your charity, he hasn't given a penny to, don't get pissed because he's given a shit ton to other really great charities that are doing fabulous work. So, you know, whether it's to, um, to help people go to school that can't afford it. That is helping the world, you know, in one way or another. That means the most to him. Researchers studying the coronavirus. He gave millions of dollars to them. He has given to Feeding Texas, for example. That's where he is from, if I'm not mistaken. He gives millions to them. So don't make it seem like this guy's a greedy little fuck that keeps all his money to himself. Because that's not even the case. And when you out him like that and say his name, that's when he escalates. That's why he flipped a switch real quick and said, show me then, bitch. I love that he did that. That's great. Me too. <clears throat> it was a real boss move from a, a very unfair situation that he got put in by the, was, it was the UN, I think, right? The UN hunger program that did that? It was that? UN, the, the, yeah. 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 I mean, Elon, good for you. Stand your ground. Again, it's great if somebody who's very wealthy wants to redistribute their money, but there's no obligation to do it. And Elon isn't even one of those guys that's out there pissing away his money, living some lavish lifestyle. This guy goes into his plant regularly and and interacts with his employees. This isn't some guy who's made a fortune off the backs of minimum wage and is living a sunset lifestyle in the Caribbean. He works hard for his money. He's constantly innovating. And I think he deserves a ton of credit, even for not the money, but for the advancements he's given us. We've got COP26 going on over in Glasgow right now. Want to talk about green? I don't know if any individual on Earth has done more to cut our carbon emissions than Elon Musk himself. He should be the the king of the yeah. conference. Yeah, you see what I mean? Like, there's so much more going on there. Don't just spit words out unless you know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, we're a little low on time, and we have a meeting today, so we're going to wrap this one up now. But thank you for listening to this episode of After 9. Tomorrow, no doubt, we will hear from Doug, and we may even hear from the health minister. Uh, apparently now she's received enough responses from Doug's letter to the CEOs of hospitals and the local medical officers of health. Doug wanted to know 
What would the impact be on our healthcare system if we did allow those who are unvaccinated to continue working or if we go ahead with the plan now, put them on unpaid leave and eventually fire them? Mm. What would the impact be on our healthcare system? Well, they've got enough responses now and they're considering making a decision. Do you think the decision is made or do you think that that this is truly a consultation on Doug and Christine's part. Oh, man. I think the decision is made and they wanted the doctors to agree with them. Yeah, I think so. Too. No, I always think that there's always something known and they'll take their time on it. And yeah, yeah I, I'm with you on that. We'll see tomorrow, hopefully, or maybe we'll get one of those famous announcements about an announcement. I think that's very <laughs> likely. Yep. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. Enjoy this sunshine while it lasts, and we'll catch you right back here tomorrow. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it.